Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Shalopsistic, Shal for short, and welcome to Solipsistic Thoughts. If you didn't know what Solipsistic Thoughts what meant or what it means, you go Google it. Yes, that is what the name of this podcast is, where we talk about the nitty-gritty pretty much. Started from the bottom on my way to the top. Rule number one is that the hating never stops. Okay, so today I have someone with me. I'm not going to give her name, but I was having good conversations. So I decided mm-hmm. we could just keep the conversation going. But I wanted to, we got to, there's something I need to talk about. So this morning I woke up <laughs> and I had the thought, I said, huh, I always go for emotionally unavailable men. Why? Why do I do that? <laughs> and I actually had a moment where I was really sad for a second, like, damn, what's, what's wrong with me? Why do I go after emotionally unavailable men? But if you look at the history of my life, that is all that I have ever been presented. That's what my mother did. And it started making me realize like a lot of the habits that I have came from how I grew up. And I was like, huh. But then I started realizing, so what are you doing when when you're talking to these men? Like, why are you interacting with them? Because you, at this point, I know that they're emotionally unavailable. Yet I still choose to, you know, kind of swindle with them. And I'm like, why do you do that? What's up? What's going on there? And then it hit me that maybe, just maybe, I'm afraid to fall in love, or I'm afraid of love, or I'm afraid of that commitment to someone. Are you okay with not having it? Okay, so hear me out. I started loving myself in a way that I, I had always looked for love in other places. Mm. So the things that I used to yearn for, I started giving it to myself. And it got to a point where, and, and this is not even like an independent thing. This is that I think that every single last person should be able to genuinely treat themselves a certain way mm-hmm. before they get into a relationship. Yeah. You have to be able to. Yes, there will be things here and there that you need to work on, but you still need to be conscious of those things that you work on. So for me, I started loving myself so much. I can see when people are half-assing me because of what I give myself. And people say that, oh, you know, there's always someone that's out there that's better than you, deserves more than you. You don't deserve some of the men that you have. These are things that people tell me. I realize now people don't know how good I treat myself. So you set your own standard for love. Yes. And I don't spoil myself because this is, okay, this is full-blown like <laughs> self-discipline structure. This is coming from somebody who really, when I started out, like I kind of raised myself. I was the only person always around. I was a very curious child. I used to do things like sneak out of the house, like climb out the window as a kid, (laughs) climb out the window, climb down the patio, go wandering around the neighborhood, climb back up the patio, (laughs) sneak back in the window. (laughs) Damn, she was everywhere. No, I was raising myself. How old? Okay, so it this is really crazy, but I actually remember being born. What? Yeah. No, you don't. Why? Okay, tell me. So the story. (laughs) Okay, so it started off. I I had a dream, so I was asleep before I got pulled out. So I was dreaming of like I saw all my family members when I was when I was younger. I just like. Even now, there's family members, I I don't know them, but 
I see their face with my reality because it's from this dream. So in this dream, we're all swimming in a lake or a pond or whatever. And then my dad, everyone's carrying me around because I'm, I I didn't know if I was a baby, a toddler. I don't know. So everyone's just moving around, passing me around, but they're all swimming in this hot sauna lake. So then my dad comes and picks me up and then carries me, you know, to this place. This un, in this this cave, he sits me on the rock and says, "I'll be right back," and walks away. Okay. I start crying, keep crying, keep crying, keep crying. And your baby. And this is me as a baby. When I was crying and everything, and that walks away, he was holding me. My dad was the first first person that held me when I came out of my mom. When he sent me down, he was sitting me in the incubator because I still remember the angle of looking up at yeah. him yeah. when I was a baby. So I've always been super (laughs) nosy or aware, I guess. Strange. Yeah. I wonder what that like, like that dream of being in a lake and being passed around from your family members. So I think the lake was just like my mom's womb. Okay. The water, you know. It's very rare that you dream of something you've never seen before. So it's like your brain can't like create faces. And the reason why I the crazy thing about it was I thought it was an actual thing. Like I'm like, hey, so remember when the whole entire family went to this lake and, <laughs> That's some and, That's scary. and I was like went to this sauna lake and we were all just they weren't passing me around like bouncing around but they were like swimming and having fun and mm-hmm. nobody wanted to hold me because I couldn't swim by myself yeah and I'm like we went to this lake and you left me on the rock and he's like no <laughs> uh, I'm like yeah no, no. <laughs> then I realized later on I was like oh that explains why I was looking. Oh, that is wild. Yeah. So, like, I've always been just an all, all over the place type of child and curious. And my mom was kind of, you know, she was there, but when she was there, she was. Yeah. This she the reason why I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what anyone <laughs> no says. Matter. That's the as a child that like something affected your like draw towards emotionally unavailable men uh, well see i know that i was born like emotionally detached why or how we know that okay so me and my dad like we're super psych psych nerds like psychology nerds so we like we think that i think that me and my siblings are one of the rarest freaking trauma cases in the oh history God. of trauma you're gonna be in the textbook one day. One day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we just got curious about it. So, you know, like over a period of time, we were like doing research and studying trauma from different areas. We're talking about my trauma. Like we were trying to break it down. Like everything that I experienced, mm-hmm. he's explaining it to the best of the knowledge that he has. But I never know this. I just found out recently. He pulled out his laptop and set it in front of me, and I started reading this this research information, mm-hmm. and it was talking about how infants that experience, the symptoms of infants that experience trauma in utero. Oh, it was so good. It okay. was like his. What? <gasps> what? It was his. Like he wrote. He it? was studying. He like studied all his children. He 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 knows where we're like our trauma is. 
why we are the way that we are, mm-hmm. how trauma affects you long term, things that you have to reprogram and remaster in order for that person. Wow. He did it five times. With five different kids. And and yeah, we still got our younger sister, but Wow. Wait, okay, so tell me more Okay, about that. so our dad was there, went to work one day, <laughs> and never came back. Stop wearing a high school mic. I never came back from the grocery store. I was like, what the fuck? That bitch was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll come back. to him he's not part of our lives and a single mother i gotta take care of all myself you know mm-hmm. the basic shenanigans of yep. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they were actually married she wanted the divorce so she <clears throat> like i said you know level crazy mm-hmm. we're gonna put idiot right next to that but i don't i don't have that part maybe the slow moments that i have that comes from her <laughs> but okay so they got a divorce the, yeah so she but so we he disappears for like I want to say I was in kindergarten mm-hmm. all the way to I was in like the eighth grade. Oh, we, we got a letter from him. You know where he went? So we didn't know for a while. Okay. But my mom, well, I was just, you know, she just was like, we don't fuck with him. So <laughs> we don't fuck with him, you know? <laughs> he was like, yo, we don't fuck with dad. <laughs> it's on site, dad. And so, um, didn't really know what happened until mm-hmm. one time it finally maybe when I was like 16 17 we finally got our mom to uh, to let us go visit him for Thanksgiving okay so we went to go visit him for Thanksgiving and we like what's up <laughs> where you been what happened <laughs> he just started dropping all the bombs and stuff in my head, oh, so he started pretty much exposing our mom for the things that I already kind of had a feeling oh, of because I was, me and my mom never really got along because I was always on my mom's ass in a way, like even as a child, because it was like the way that I thought, you're not moving like that. Yeah. Let me find out my mom a fake. I would get in trouble for ever pointing it out. I talk too much. That's what I was told as a child. This mm-hmm. is why perfect reason why I'm recording now because <laughs> come on. Nah. <laughs> And so, yeah, he just, we were just pretty much finding out that our mom, like, kept us from him for years and years mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, when we got back, like, that, he was already, she already programmed us to not like him and stuff like that. So, then we started going through our own mental stuff because we're like, dang, this man just, he didn't, he wanted to be there. She didn't let him be there. But we also know she's crazy because we know how she'd be beating the shit out of us yeah. and stuff, you know? So it was like, we just, plus on top of the drama and everything else that we were witnessing and experiencing, it was just a mess. So he had all that research and stuff. Wow. He had it all. And From so. The trauma experience like in utero. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how it affects me. So like emotionally detached, just things. And then even, and then when I do decide to attach, it's like chronic attachment. Me too. Like it's like, can't <laughs> let go. But it came from like one of the, the traumas that I experienced in Europe was my mom did not want me. Mm. 
So imagine being inside this womb that's protecting you. You're absorbing all the negative energy of, oh, I don't want this child. I don't want this child. Like, so I, I yeah. and the life that I kind of live, like I've always, I'm the, the, I'm, I'm the least, I have the least amount of friends, but mm-hmm. the people that I have are solid as fuck because they accept my crazy ass. I'm not going <laughs> to call myself crazy. My psychiatrist told me I wasn't crazy just to let y'all know. I don't care what y'all say. My psychiatrist told me I wasn't crazy. <laughs> and she's a doctor. <laughs> she's a motherfucking doctor. <laughs> you bitches are out here. Um, are all my screws tightened? No. Girl, no. But they said I'm not crazy. They just said, you know, I got to work on impulsivity. And I do. I think I do a good job of that. So, so all this go back to say, I just started realizing. So with men, I observe them. Like, if I like a guy, I don't just go in for the kill. You observe. I sit back and I observe. And then I realize now I was, the guy that I was liking, like, still think he's interesting. But I realized something. Stop if he stopped being mysterious, but I still want him. I said, damn, but he cool people though. Yeah. And I think if it's if it's like that, that's strictly a friendship. Or that's like a research case or a project to you. Like not the person you love or that you're gonna marry or anything like that. Like hmm. And then it started making me think, it just got, got me thinking about love. Like, where do I stand with love? What is love mm-hmm. to me? Cause like for a long time, love doesn't, it's a disposable word to me. Mm-hmm. You think you've ever been in love? I think I've been infatuated. Yes. I don't think I've ever been genuinely in love. I've been in infatuation. Like in the truest sense of love. A little Stockholm syndrome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be saying I love people, but <laughs> shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I was like, dang, yeah. I don't really just taking a step back because the position that I'm in in life, I don't believe in like having anyone commit anything deeply to me right now i'm getting myself together i'm on a roll i'm getting myself together i'm focused on different things i have yeah. so many different things going no one knows what the fuck i'm over here building but it's oh it's cooking building, right? it's cooking <laughs> and you hear so many people tell you why it won't work because of this because of that and i realized like they don't know who the fuck i am <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And so, like, no matter what they're doing, even if they think, because, like, for me, because I get quiet and pull back, most men take that as shy or me being afraid. So they're just talking, they're being comfortable, they're cracking jokes, especially when you listen to them with their friends. Like, you hear all this stuff going on. They're happy. They're being themselves, even when they start talking about the girls that they're talking to. And, you know, like, so you start seeing how he moves. Even in what 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 method he's using, you know, like yeah. the push and pull method, things like mm-hmm. that. You watch him do it, and it's hot. It is hot. It's so hot. It makes you want more. No, it isn't. It, I'm like, I'll entertain it for now because mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. But let's see how long they can maintain and carry. When will it get boring? Or when will it get better? There like, only one time I've seen now. better. Only one time I've seen better. Really? Because, mm-hmm. like, so. <sighs> men. Like, the men that I talk to, a lot of their big thing is they talk game and they don't realize who they're talking game to. Mm-hmm. 
they they they're being themselves or they're trying to use some method to manipulate or take the control or have the upper hand and I'm not falling in love and there will be no emotions and mm -hmm. all these things that go into it. And you're just sitting there like, you understand, you get it, but I'm still gonna entertain it. This is hot. Yeah. <laughs> in some sense that men are like- You give them what they want. Socialized to treat women like that and interact in relationships like that? I mean, to be honest, I don't trust bitches. So <laughs> I get why they don't trust bitches. <laughs> I never trust them, but I hate when they don't trust me. You know what I learned? But there are very few women out there that really are solid. You can trust mm -hmm. them. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've done a whole bunch oh. of people bogus, but it was really like, okay. I'm sorry, like. I'm not a big on justifying, but I'm going to justify in this. A lot of my behavior was a response to what someone did to me yeah. first. And it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just fucked up. <laughs> I think we all know that. <laughs> you can fuck him over a time or two. It's all right. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm like, you know, like, that's really like, hmm. once you figure all that out, it's like, oh, damn, this is who you're working with. Mm -hmm. But that's why I respect men that, that, that make women work. Like, you got to gain that trust. You can't get in up in here. I'm going to treat you like everybody else, you know? Yeah. But I also hate that shit because guess what? I'm no different than any other woman until, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really like, talking is, is really hard because you can't talk about where you actually are and what's yeah. going on in your head. So you got to think of random conversations to carry with you. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how to take over the world. <laughs> and you're over here worrying about <laughs> why your boyfriend didn't text you back in an hourly amount of time. We are not on the same page. <laughs> Guys, also drive me insane. What? To ever think that I would use it for their money mm. if they don't have at least half a meal. I want an economy, not a purse. <laughs> I want a Please. Wait, for the money. I, I, and the thing is, like, do you think it's the money or the power? Because I feel like those are like intrinsically intertwined. Like you can't get one without the other, really. So for me, it's both. Yeah. And but the thing, but nah, power is power. I was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, listen. And I forgot the guy's name, but he pretty much was talking to the queen, and he was like, "Yeah, I know you and your brother are doing the." You know, oh, nasty. Girl. And um, <laughs> no, I know you and your brother are doing the nasty. And he was like, you know, so knowledge is power. So mm. she told the, uh, she told the, what's it called? The guard. She was. She stepped back. She said, slit oh, his throat. Oh, Wait, no, I changed my mind. Don't slit his throat. <laughs> Let him go. Take three steps back. Turn around. Close your eyes. She said, power is power. Like the power. Just that fast, she was going to take his life for telling. He was pretty much like, I'm going to blackmail you. And she could have just killed him. On the and spot. she was like, 
<laughs> so having that option that she could have killed him at any point, like supersedes his power of blackmail. Yeah, like try it if you want to. I'm letting you live. I'm. This is your chance. This is your I'm opportunity. You, live, you know, you can just time. go ahead and shut the fuck up about mm-hmm. it. Wow. Hmm. He was sitting there always shook. and so it's there's so many things that i feel like i don't discuss as far as like what i do research for people Mm -hmm. and society on a regular basis they're discussing how something's impossible because of whatever but so when i'm talking to men i'm looking for someone who genuinely sees a vision of how big it needs to be and what's important what Mm -hmm. and what goes inside but and I realize a lot of people don't want to discuss that because they can't see that far. They don't see that deep. It's not that serious. It's not that big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just watch and I observe. That's it. That's mm-hmm. good. It was fun. Like all about sex. It's about the interaction, the talking. Mm-hmm. I realized like while he was talking, I was just like, oh, there it is. Human behavior pattern. I put mm-hmm. all of it enough listen to him consistently enough interesting Mm -hmm. women need to slow down the conversation is dope and real and stuff i think Mm -hmm. women don't talk about how even when you're doing that it's like you should be dancing with someone Mm -hmm. while getting to know them so then you can talk to them a couple days you can go a couple days without speaking different things keep it interesting women want to expose yeah. and give and share and share and drop mm-hmm. everything at once okay now i know this girl boom so if you keep the keep in your head learn different things you don't want to overload of this one thing like make understanding those type of things you go yeah. oh okay they just need time but also by dropping that like load of information you're giving him an advantage over exactly you. you know nothing about him you know mm-hmm. everything about you and that's mm-hmm. where the power dynamics comes in mm-hmm and it's not like don't get me wrong tell me what to do but (laughs) when it comes to that like i think women should be be very very careful who they do that with because the loyalty is where it starts the loyalty is where it starts if this person has not admitted committed to you has not said they were going to be loyal to you has not shown loyal action to you Mm. yeah and then there has been times where, like, there are guys that I wanted to be loyal to, but they just was disrespecting the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. But you still stay. Because you want to try and figure it out. You want to try and work through it. You want to try and understand where they're coming from. But, again, the human behavior pattern. If it's something that they are consistent in already, what makes you think you're special enough no. as a woman to think he's going to stop doing it Change to you? For you. When he's doing it to you, hmm. he's already showing you everything you need to know about him. And we as women have to learn to take us, hold ourselves accountable for the fact that those are the type of men that we go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if he's doing that while you're just talking or not even his girlfriend yet, or if he's doing that while you're his girlfriend, what makes you think that finally locking it down, like when you get married, is going to change anything? He's going to feel even more comfortable to disrespect you and you really can't do shit but be you as a woman to gain a man's respect it's harder to gain a man's respect than it is to gain a woman's it's harder for to get a man to trust than it is to get a woman women be ready to throw trust at men yeah. men be like i don't even know if i want that yeah 
And I think there's definitely like the idea of men having so many options and women having to just be those options. Mm -hmm. Whereas like vice versa, I feel like it's not normally accepted that women can have options and just like pick and choose the men that they're with. It's always Mm -hmm. women being the options for men. Mm -hmm. I just think that, um, I think this is, we're in, we're closing up because it's almost time for her to go. Again, this is Chow from Solipsistic Thoughts. And remember, started at the bottom on my way to the top. And one thing we know is that the hater never stops.